This movie is recorded. This movie is recorded by the host. We are getting ready. <laughs> so you got your food of the day ready, Terry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and get going here and start recording. <laughs> You can send us an email at the TSF at the Now that's funny. Yay, buddy. That is correct. This is the podcast that sounds funny. And we are here today coming at you on the week of Valentine's Day, February 14th. 2023 had to stop i think for a second um we are um in season three episode 15 episode 119 is our big uh, total count there we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it i am your host keith and joined with me are uh and Joe. The totally enthused Terry. Uh, it's like you're half awake. Yep. <laughs> half well, awake. We uh, like to get things going with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? Excuse me while I put my trousers back on. It could be a classic funny family story, something reading, watching, doing. So, anybody have something lately that's been going on, or I do. Yesterday, oh, uh, I had to go had a VA doctor appointment, a yearly checkup. I got one tomorrow. And so I went over to St. Louis and went there and gave me once over. Then they ended up they gave uh, a fifth round of Corona in my left arm. Oh. I've got corona in my left arm. I got shingles and pneumonia in my right arm, and it's made me sick overnight. And they sound funny. Yeah, I sound like Lily Tomlin on Laugh-In. Yeah, <laughs> what's that? That character Aunt Elizabeth who sits in the big yeah. giant rocking chair. And so then I, so then I had to go over to John Cochran VA and get a blood work, urine test. And, EKG, chest x-ray, did all that fun stuff yesterday. <sighs> yeah, I got to do that tomorrow. Only my appointment is going to be a telehealth visit. So I just got to have to do a, a video conference for mine. <laughs> they can give me all the shots they want to tomorrow. I'll let them. Yeah, poking into the telephone. Go ahead. Uh, or your computer, I, whatever. If I show up in person, ain't going to get it. Uh, yeah, you can always tell them you don't want it if you don't want their shots. But yeah, I've had a cold. I don't know if I still sound funny. I may have to mute in a little while to cough. We we all sound funny, and it's our podcast name. Is that that sounds funny, funny, sickly, Valentine's Day, sickly. We so sound we're all sound normal. Yeah. <laughs> funny, and then the other big news was uh, the Rams won the Super Bowl. I mean the. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Yay. Yeah, the Chiefs next best next best thing is to the former St. Louis Rams. But yeah, since, since the Bears don't seem to be in it anymore. 
I have a story about that later. We didn't watch it here at my house. We watched movies all day. We, I don't think we're going to watch it, but I had checked my uh, Amazon device to see what time it started. And about about that time, I asked my wife if she wanted to watch it, and she actually got up and turned on the TV. So uh, oh. we actually watched it. And I actually had some work on the computer I had to do on my old MacBook. Here's how here's how I watch it. Well, one I, I listened to it on my phone. Um, I before it started, somewhere I dozed off, and when I woke up, it was seven to seven in the first quarter. Uh-huh. I dozed off again and woke up. It was twenty-seven to seventeen. I was like, "Holy cow!" And then it was like, <laughs> then it was like halftime. And I was like, "Man, I gotta stay awake." And so then I started watching the game and fell asleep. The next thing I know, it's the fourth quarter. <laughs> and I was like, it, it was it was actually one of those really good games. It was back and forth the whole way. It wasn't like a runaway show like this sometimes can be. Uh, it was actually a really good game. It was actually better than the commercials this year. <laughs> I try to stay away. Usually the commercials are better than the games. Yeah. I, I actually I actually didn't really notice any commercials. While, <sighs> yeah, well, my my thing is um uh, well, maybe Jill knows. Have you ever heard of a butterfly chops? Because you're the housewife amongst us. Yeah. So, but Which before you tell me, they cut extra so it lays flat. What did, what did you call it? A butterfly pork chop. Yeah. Well, and you can stuff them. Well, my yeah, my my wife. I asked one day, a couple of days back, how oh, we're having our supper. She says butterfly chops. I go, really? That you can make those out of butterflies? <laughs> And so I'm eating. It's like this is one huge butterfly, man. How big are those things? Uh, but yeah, it, it turns out butterfly chop is a butterfly pork chop. <laughs> yeah. I guess if there's you no open it up. No you, know, you can make a pocket and put stuff in it, or you can lay it flat, and it's supposed to look like a butterfly. Ah. Pork chop lays flat the, when you cook it. Thus the name. Yes. <laughs> You can do that to a turkey. But too. No, I was just going off about how how big those butterflies were. They must grow really big somewhere. Yep. You can do that to a turkey too at Thanksgiving time. They they say you can do that. Cut it in the back. Cut it open in the back, and butterfly it open. And it cook faster. They say. Oh. Oh. Well, the back of the turkey is where you put the stuffing. <laughs> well, I'm assuming you cut it from bottom to top so it would open all the way. Yeah, right. yeah, I know. Flat. Then after it cooks, you can fold it back under. Yeah. if you want. For, well. But anyway, I, I thought it was just kind of funny about they were called butterfly chops. And I was wondering how big those butterflies had to be to have that much meat on them. They were, they were really be, really meaty. That's <laughs> what I think about buffalo wings. Did them wings really come from a buffalo? Uh-uh. That buffalo must be really. Well, even yeah. for a chicken, they got some pretty nice sized wings. They came, they came from the land of the lost. Oh, okay. dinosaur butterflies, I guess. Oh. Uh, I think the true story behind the buffalo wings is they originated in Buffalo, New York. Uh, and they put buffalo sauce on them, I suppose, kind of like Terry's gross thing yeah. last week, the guy in Taco Bell. But, uh, that's all I got for my what's new. I, I probably could have a few other things but I didn't write them down but yeah, but yeah good old butterflies yep butterflies mine is just that I've been sick and I'm tired of being sick 
I think I'm getting over it. Next thing I know, I'm all stuffy again. Well, I'm I've been pretty decent. <laughs> we haven't had too much uh, sickness happening around here, so. But hey, you know, I guess this still is the cold and the flu season. Yeah. No, it's springtime. It's well, supposed to be it's, nice the next few days. It's technically the cold and flu season up through like March or April or so because you know weather can change and get like today it's supposed to be really breezy and and warm. Oh yeah, and rainy right. tomorrow's tomorrow's um, a nice day. That's right. I think by the weekend it's supposed to get chilly again or something. We're on a roller coaster uh, yeah. with our temperature up and down. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, unless you got some more recent happenings or funny family stuff to talk about, we can move on to our random topic. Anyway, it's my brains and experience they want, not my gorgeous figure. Now listen to me, please. Yeah, if everybody farted, we could change the weather pattern. Yeah, get those Chinese weather balloons to do their job up there, huh? <laughs> Instead of shooting them down, calling them UFOs, holy cow. <laughs> Yeah, they're dropping yep, they're germs. Trying to they're, dropping, the weather. they're dropping a new round of Corona on us. Yeah. You know, as you, you mentioned that last week, or maybe it was on Facebook, but that's something that people are speculating about in the news is is that's the potential thing they could be doing is dropping uh, bombs or or germ warfare or something. Yeah, which of course some of those conspiracy theorists have in mind. But eh. oh no, wait a minute. Anyhow, our random stuff. Random, random. If, if they were alien balloons, why would aliens need balloons to check everything out? We're well, having a party. See, to, to, to revisit that topic, the idea is the government <laughs> says, oh no, they're not alien balloons, which means if the government said they're not, they really are. <laughs> So if the government says they are, then they're probably not. But if they say they're not, they probably are. Anyway, a random topic. We do have five things on our wheel. Uh, five. Yeah, five is our made-up movie reviews. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the oh. lobby. Let's all go so let me see if I can grab my link here. Movie is coming out this week, according to this web page. What's the name of the web page? I heard of it. Movie is coming out this week. What's <laughs> <laughs> the name of the web page? Uh, let's see. There's a PG-13 movie. Later. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. That's the Maybe name of the, I don't. Miss the name of the movie. Um, swallow hard. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh, swallow rated R. Okay. Oh, <laughs> swallow is the name and rated R. Oh, and I hit it. I hit that button. I somehow got off onto a an email me form. Here we go. What about love? Is a show. Now, this could be TV shows, could be movies. 
I don't see any ratings by that one. So, um, Marlowe is a, something coming out this week. I think it's a movie rated R. Vapid mm -hmm. Horror Tales. Oh, gosh. V A M P U S. Vampus Horror Tales. So, is there anything so far? Oh, that's about, about the Vampire Campus where you go to learn how to be a vampire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Vampire University. Ra, ra, ra. Bite him in the neck. Bite him in the knee. <laughs> that's got to be what that one's about, definitely. Winnie the Pooh. Blood we... and honey. Blood and honey? That's like an adult horror version of Winnie the Pooh. Blood That's and honey. like after you graduate from well, the That sounds like that second one called Swallow. <laughs> well, let's, let's go back up and talk about somebody. Let's just go back up to the top of my list here. I think I know what uh, number one is. Let's see. Maybe well, I do, PG-13. Want to talk about that one? Maybe I do. That's a, that. Um, they made a movie about that lady shooting down Chinese weather balloons with a bow and arrow with her feet. Oh, yeah, the lady with <laughs> bow and arrows with her feet. Yeah. Well, no, I, I thought maybe it had to do with uh, you, you were proposed to, but you really weren't sure whether you should say yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I think you're, that's you're indecisive about getting married. The Fantasy Island show that was on last night, I guess, probably that one. I don't know. It says PG 13, so I'm going to say it's a movie, not a TV show. Hmm. I know, but I'm saying um, based Swallowed. Terry wanted to say something about that movie. Well, Rated either R. one of those two. Huh? Swallow, that might have been based on the Fantasy Island show last night where two gay guys wanted to get married. One guy wanted to propose to the other one, but he didn't want to get married because he wasn't really gay because the gay guy's sister wanted to date the other gay guy. And one of them so he had a gay guy in love with somebody, and that somebody was in love with a gay guy's sister. So the who was the sister in love with? There has to be a, a triangle happening. Here. One guy had to swallow <laughs> it down and take it, I guess. I mean, well, you know, and maybe that's that's a sequel that goes along with maybe I did. <laughs> yeah. Part maybe two. I don't swing that way. How about that? <laughs> what about love? What about that? Apparently, the, the, we're on a we're on a roll here. Things have seem to be about weddings That's and dating and love. Valentine's about Day. love. What's love got to do with it? It's it's a long music video for that song by Tina Turner. Yeah, right. I think it might be about Tina. Well, I don't know if it is about Tina Turner, but no, yeah. it, it, it doesn't have a movie rating next to it. So, huh. um, Marlowe, rated R. <laughs> That's about Donald Trump's papers down there. <laughs> yeah. At Mar-o-Lago. Yeah. Hmm. Marlowe. I'm thinking maybe, was it that Jamaican dude that had, had all the, oh, the, the reggae music guy. Can't think of his name. Either that or there was a book. I think called... that was Marlin, I think. I, I'm not sure. I don't, never listen to his stuff, but. Well, I have. Yeah. book about a dog. Well, I think they made a movie about that that had uh, Jennifer Aniston in it. Marley and Me, I think that Marley, was. Marley, that's it. Okay, that, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. 
Marley was the the reggae guy, not Marlo. Marlo be Marlo branded, maybe. Maybe it's a maybe it's a documentary. I don't know. Nothing oh, funny. Yeah, is Bob Marley. That's the guy you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But Vampus, there's definitely one there. It's Vampire University. <laughs> Has to be definitely. This this vampires. this college really sucks, man. Yeah, on campus with the vampires. Does it have? Uh, can't think of his name now. The guy who did all the Hotel Transylvania movies, Adam Sandler. Oh, must have been where he went to school. Maybe. Could be. Run to suck your blood. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's <laughs> for vampires and training to go to Vampus. I like that. We're going to stick with that. That's what that movie's about. Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh becomes the, the, the test test subject while he visits Vampus. <laughs> Look at that guy over there. He looks like that Chinese emperor. Xi Jinping. Come here, Winnie the Pooh. Let me bite you. Must add some blood in with our honey. I, I, I wonder, though, if you bit Winnie the Pooh, does blood come out or does honey come out? Stuffing. <laughs> Maybe I think he tripped that, and fell and hit his head and it busted it open. Since <laughs> oh, well, I was a stuffed bear, uh, I'm going to vote for honey because if he eats honey, he would just be like saturated with honey on the inside. Yeah, maybe. That's why he's colored the color of honey. Yeah. Now, now his friend, what, Rabbit, was a rabbit. So, or, or Christopher Robin was a person. So maybe they're the blood and Winnie the Pooh is the honey. <laughs> they visit Vampus. And you see all the vampires in training. And, uh, and then it goes back to movie number two is to swallow. <laughs> yeah. You bite them, you, you set the sucker blood, and then you swallow it. Anyway, do anyway, you want to stop there? I think we had enough of that. Blood and honey. <laughs> there, it looks like there's at least a few other uh, movies and or TV shows, but let's let's just stop with that. Let's see what the the real synopsis here is. Um, maybe I do. PG thirteen. Michelle Roberts and Stacy something have reached a point in their relationship where they're considering the next steps and decide to invite their parents to finally meet and yeah. offer some understanding of how marriage works. Yeah, it turns mm -hmm. out the parents already understand. Uh, <laughs> as well, See, turns out the parents already know one another quite well. So, in other words, it sounds like the, the 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 two kids who want to get married want to have their parents meet, and the parents already know each other. So it's not like you know they're meeting for the first time. Oh, this sounds kind of tame, you know. Yeah. Well, story getting together and you want your families to meet and everybody gets along like the parent trap i i don't know i mean you usually you know you you meet somebody you fall in love and you go and meet the you know her parents she comes to meet your parents and at some point the parents get together and meet each other and it sounds like they've reached that phase and they discover hey your mom and dad already knows my mom and dad from i don't know work or somewhere or does it yeah, mean but maybe they don't like each other. Maybe they're ah. they like each other. This is a comedy. Oh, it's you. You would have married my daughter. <laughs> nope. 
Maybe the two girls are getting married, and it's like meet the parents. Well, know. the names were kind of ambiguous. It was, uh, oh, Michelle and Alan. I thought it was, that's what the names oh. were, Michelle and Alan. So, no, it's a girl and a guy. Wow. So, anyway, it's like a nice movie. Yeah. Pretty tame. PG-13. Yeah. Swallowed. Rated R. Um, oh, it after, could be about Noah instead of what we were thinking too. Jonah. After a no. drug run yeah. goes bad, two friends uh, face a backwoods body horror thriller. <laughs> All right. So I guess the swallowed comes in where maybe they have to they get swallow caught. They got to swallow the drugs before they get you know nabbed or oh. something. I don't know. But it's about, I guess, a drug deal gone wrong. They have a little might, nightmare adventure trying to you know, get away. All right. That doesn't sound all that good, but yeah. I, I could see where you could have you know a thriller drama thing out of it. Um, what about the uh, two young people, somewhat wary of love, spend summers together in Europe? Uh, they realize that they're actually filming their own love story, but they have no idea what's going on. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you know, a couple of kids go to Europe on a, oh, they're doing some documentary filming, but they don't realize that they're filming their own love story developing as they get close to each other. That's like a pretty good romance story. Yeah. It doesn't have a rating on it. Didn't uh, Jim Carrey do a thing where he was filming filming himself live under the dome or something? The biodome. Oh yeah, yeah. What was that movie? He 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 was like the the star attraction, but he didn't he didn't know his life was being filmed as a movie. Now the, these these two youngsters go to Europe to to film. It says people's attitudes towards love, and so they're as, as they're filming other people' attitudes towards love, they realize they're filming their own developing love story. Oh. You know, so it's, it's it's kind of a neat romantic kind of movie. Yeah, new twist. Marlow, rated R. Hey Terry, a gripping war crimes story, uh, 1930s. Uh, oh, Philip Marlowe. Um, played by Liam Neeson, is hired to find um, law, somebody, a, a wealthy heiress of somebody. So it's a Philip Marlowe movie. Um, so it's a de- detective movie. Philip Marlowe was a uh, was a Raymond Chandler, the guy who wrote the, the books, and they, they made it into you know, radio shows, movies, stuff like that. Oh. Old timey de- detective from the thirties. Oh, you know all about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's from the same era as Sam Spade and my camera and all those. All right, Vampus. What we've all been waiting for. Oh, yeah, that's what I've been waiting for. Um, a grave digger and body snatcher is the guardian of a cemetery. Control um, see, a sinister being who has. Many secrets who loves to read horror no, comics didn't. and introduces us to four there twisted you. tales of love, murder, and horrific acts. So that's what it sounds like uh, this creep show is what that reminds me of Vampus. Huh. 
Yeah. It's kind of a take on that where they have very short I'm stories. Sure. All right. So, hey, you never can't tell. There could be a short story about vampire campuses. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, Winnie the Pooh, Bloodhead Honey. <laughs> um, Control S. The days of narrating his adventures has come to an end as Christopher Control Robin, S. now a young man. Control S. Um, Leaves Winnie Pooh and Piglet to fend for themselves uh -oh. as time passes. Uh, feeling angry and abandoned, the two become feral. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay so he, he leaves his childhood toys behind and he became angry and feral means wild. Yeah. So they re resort to their wild bear nature and wild pig nature. Oh, wow. Wow, that's crazy. So I yeah, wonder, I wonder if Disney made that or somebody else. I don't think it, it could be Disney. The way Disney's going these days, it makes them pretty freaky films. Now unmuted. Yeah, uh, it doesn't say who made it, uh, but that's all we got on our uh -oh. uh, made-up movie reviews. We made them up and we you know, clarified the error because hey, but we're, 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 no matter what the review says, we're right. We, we're always. Yep. <laughs> oh, Phil, are you ready? Oh, darn it, you made me swallow a bobby pin. And you want me to help you prove this theory of yours? Uh, so, with that said, it looks like it's time to move on to some news. I wanted to lead off with this story. <laughs> um, oh, nope, that's a funny email I forgot to send somebody. Um... In, uh, in Philadelphia, a company, an adult porno industry company, offers the city of Philadelphia 15,800 pounds of cheese with lubricant. Okay. <laughs> or if they're who they spray it on the light poles and utility poles all around the city so that the fans can't climb the poles and go uh, ape crap over it. So it's cheese whiz lubricant? Yeah. Is, is it because uh, of those Philly cheesesteak sandwiches? You spray it on that? Right. <laughs> but they yeah. lubricate the light poles with cheese whiz? Right. After the Super Bowl, an adult... <laughs> The little the can company, can soda, is the name of the company. Um, they uh, to prevent the Eagles fans from climbing on the poles. It gives the ingredients in a yeah. second. Well, as I understand, the, the the Philadelphia fans ransacked the city anyway. But my my curiosity is, what does cheese whiz and the porno? company have common <laughs> or do they normally use that cheese whiz lubricant for i wonder putting on hot dogs maybe i don't know well i guess it's it's 75 percent lubricant and 25 percent cheese whiz it's an edible lubricant because the, the city is known for their philly cheesesteaks and Resto. And, and being the porn industry, you can use this special lubricant to flavor things. And so, yeah, if it goes well, you know, it's edible. 
um, it tastes like cheese. So instead of like trying to climb the poles, I guess they just go around and lick it all. I guess. I yeah. Know. Ooh, look, look at the poles <laughs> off. Wow. <laughs> look at all this cheese. Somebody grab me a cheese steak. I'll put some more cheese on it. Yeah. Get my hot dog out. A hot dog and put some cheese on it. Some chili, some cheese. One pole now, I, I never would have thought of having cheese flavored lubricant for <clears throat> those kind of things, but uh -uh, me either. <laughs> no. <laughs> So they didn't win after all. So I don't know if they really had to lube up the poles or not. <laughs> well, no, they. I heard that the, the Philly fans did go bonkers and start burning down the city after they lost. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And probably because they were mad about all that the cheese was on the poles. Yeah. <laughs> put the cheese was on the pole. I'm going to light it on fire. I have a story about some tree trimmers that were called to rescue a seagull from kite string that was stuck in a tree. Um, the seagull got up there over 50 feet from the ground and they, the neighbors or the people in the neighborhood tried to call the fire department to come and get the seagull down, but their bucket lift wouldn't go that high. Hmm. So they called this tree trimming company and their spider lift, which I think is like a one man my husband says he calls him a JLG. He looked at the picture, which I don't know what JLG stands for. Like, like or a cherry picker that the people use for the phone lines or something. Yeah. And so the, these guys went up and the one guy said that uh, the bird kept pecking at him. So he had a blanket of some kind that he tossed over the bird Yeah. and cut the kite string and got him down. The and kite was giving him. the guy a bird. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you get me out of the tree? I'm going to give you my bird. Peck, peck, peck. And so uh, the, the bird uh, sanctuary uh, was taken, you know, the bird was taken to the sanctuary and was found to have no broken bones. So they're going to just keep it for a little while till they're sure that it's all healthy and then release it back into the wild. All right. Alternate ending. A Chinese <laughs> balloon swept down and it rescued the bird from above. Yeah, that could be a good one. And took them back to China. Well, police investigate the Dallas Zoo after a spotted leopard has been found after being missing. He was spotted. Yeah. <laughs> they spotted yeah, someone spotted the leopard. They found it. Yeah. Uh, but the Dallas Zoo officials said that a missing clouded leopard was found. I guess they found him in the clouds on a Chinese <laughs> one after day-long search. Uh, evidence was found that the fence that contained him was either left open, intentionally cut, it says. Uh, so they tweeted out that the cat named Melba, I think it's, it weighs about 20 to 25 pounds, um, did not appear injured, was found near her original habitat. The search had closed Texas's largest zoo to visitors while the staff uh, and officials searched. Um, but oh, Nova was the uh, animal's name, not Melba. Nova. But they found Nova near her cage. 
so apparently somebody did snip the cage uh, intentionally, huh. but she didn't get very far, and they found her. And, and is still investigating to see who did it. I wonder sometimes with zoos, if the animals are there from like the time they're born, it seems like they would be more friendly than if you got them older, like from the wild or something. So maybe she knew it's feeding time. I'm going back to my little den here where I can get some food. But being the, the, the young uh, animal that it was, it only weighed 20 to 25 pounds. So it was like oh. maybe the size of a small dog, not very big. It, it, it was pretty much harmless. But it, it could be a danger. Any wild animal could be. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like super critical. Someone's going to get eaten alive by a you know, spotted leopard. <laughs> right. But it was still important enough that they make everybody safe, shut things down. This could be a Valentine's story, a story about love, a story about a zoo. A story about a mystery in China when a female gibbons ape in isolation became pregnant. They don't know how it happened. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, the, uh, upon examining the cage and enclosure that the female ape was in, in the back wall, <clears throat> they discovered there was a hole in the board about three and a half inches in diameter. Through the board? Right. Like, like a knot hole, I'm going to guess. Okay. Right. That or the male was really yeah, drilling through it with this power drill. I don't know. <laughs> Could be a knot hole. I'm going to go with knot hole. <laughs> yeah. And so they discovered that knot hole and... They, when the baby was born, they had to wait um, for a few months to collect a stool sample. And then they did a DNA test and they found out that the, that the male Gibbons ape was never, they were never in the same enclosure at the same time, but he was the baby daddy. You know, he was so, the ape on the other side of that wall. <laughs> yeah. And so they discovered that he was the father. And so they, are transferring them into a K into a t together um, to see how they will act as a family unit. Huh. And so they're all living happily ever after. Oh, good. On Valentine's day. Apes in love. Yeah. Um, and they plugged up that, that thing with a steel plate. They plugged it. Now I get through there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Well, my next story isn't about the zoo. It's about a woman that's to me, is totally insane. She did a swim in the Arctic Ocean <laughs> for 1.55 miles. And uh, she just had her swimsuit. No uh, scuba gear, whatever that rubbery suit is that's supposed Wet to keep suit. you warm. Yeah. Wet suit. Wet suit. She just had on. I don't know if it was a bikini or a one piece, but that's all she was going to wear. She's 37 years old and her name. Uh, hold on. Where did her name go? I know that like the country she is from, she was from Chile. Chile. Yeah. She's a Chile woman. <laughs> Swimming in the Arctic. 
<laughs> she must have been a one hot chili pepper. <laughs> yeah, like like Chili the Penguin, those cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Was her wetsuit like black and white like a penguin? Well, she didn't <laughs> wear a wetsuit. She should have, but I thought you said she, she was... did. No, no she, she wore didn't. a swimming suit. Ah, just a bikini, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh she probably swam really fast to stay warm. You would have to because you would lose a lot of heat in the water. <laughs> uh, here's her name, Barbara Hernandez. So if y'all know her, she did this and she's crazy because I would not Which, get which is Spanish for Barbara quite crazy woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But it doesn't even say how long it took her or, you know, stuff like that. I was more interested in other stuff, but it was just. And she swam like the, across from South America to like Antarctica or something? Huh? Oh, that's in southern Chile. The Drake Passage, she has a world record for swimming through that, but I don't know exactly where she swam down there. Yeah, yeah that's, that'd be interesting because the Drake Passage is just like an inlet there. Okay, whatever. It's still going to be cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, mean, I was thinking, you know, sometimes in the winter, the sunshine feels really nice and warm, even yeah. though it's really cold. So I was like, I bet her back was nice and warm. But when she got out of the water, she probably had icicles hanging from her belly. And yeah. her... From the front of her, her bikini. Yeah. <laughs> How come there's one in between your legs is yellow? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but she said it's been a dream of hers to swim in all the oceans of the world. So... Well, that's good for her. But I'm sure there was people around boats that she followed to make sure she stayed on the right path and oh, yeah. all that stuff. Safety first. I have a, a story about a stolen hot dog statue. Uh-oh. It was returned to the West Virginia restaurant. Let's see... Charleston, West Virginia. The owner of a restaurant that was heavily damaged by fire had his coveted hot dog statue stolen. But it was returned. It was stolen from the Dairy Winkle. Dairy Winkle? No, Dairy Winkle. No. Uh, during a break... Or sometime after a January 11th fire um, and a tip led deputies to a location where the statue was found undamaged. It was returned uh, to the restaurant owner. Investigators have not identified the thief uh, and are keeping information about the theft private. The short statue depicts a hot dog licking its lips, holding a bottle of mustard <laughs> in one hand while pouring ketchup on its head with the other hand. Uh, they hope to reopen the restaurant later in the year. So, yeah, I, you know, on one hand, <laughs> I kind of wonder if someone took the statue because it was a fire to keep it safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not because they all wanted to steal it, but then they just like, what do I do? I don't know. They won't believe me. 
they're going to send me to prison forever for stealing. And anyway, probably an anonymous tip might have been the person that stole it. <laughs> well, I guess. Uh, but the, but that, they they got their hot dog statue back. Everyone's happy. Little three foot statue. No hot dogs were hurt in the telling of the story. <laughs> no, I guess there was some roasted in the fire though. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Um, last week I did a story. I think it was said the San, the San Diego Zoo had the cockroaches who, yeah, do name one for an ex or your favorite politician. Well, yeah. now at the San Diego Zoo, they have, according to Guinness Book of World Records, the oldest living pocket mouse. Pocket is, mouse. Yeah, it's nine years. And 288 days old at the time. The and I think they're waiting for it to die so they can feed it to the snakes with the cockroaches. Yeah, apparently. And they might auction it off so that you can um, bid on it. <laughs> yeah, my, my son only have a typical lifespan of two to five years, if I recall right. And his name was Pat. P-A-T. Pat and a mouse. He was at the zoo, a, pet, a mouse named Pat, so he could stay away from the cat that was trying to eat him. The cat and the hat. And coming after him with the bat. They, uh, oh, it goes on and on about their uh, clip and everything. That's about it on that one. Um, so he's nine years old. They don't usually live but a couple of years or a couple of seconds, depending on where they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Jill, you have How long can they avoid that mouse trap? In Pennsylvania, firefighters move remove a cake pan from a two-year-old toddler's head. I've seen I that one. I got to read that. How can, a yeah. cake pan. That kid must have a weird shaped head. Um, but as it turns out, um, and the uh, an angel food cake pan, it had the centerpiece out of it, and she put it over her head, and the cake pan got stuck around her shoulders, and they couldn't get it off. <laughs> hmm. And Quinn Eli, that was the girl's name. What a weird name. Uh, she he wore it like a shell around her shoulders. <laughs> That's what I need sometimes when I eat to keep all the food off of me, probably. <laughs> so they, they came and they used uh, metal snips and cut the cake pan and freed the little girl. And she was a trooper. She could still eat while they were working on her. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a cute little story. Yep. Yeah. You all through, Lois? I'm not through. I'll have plenty to tell you before this is over. Plenty. Hey, you know, it's time to move on to some weird words. Are you kidding? Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. Oh, because I'm white and nerdy. Holy cow, I'm white and nerdy. I want a bowl. Or emojis. Our first one is E L I 5. 
That's the next Super Bowl. You said the first one was G, as in golf. Echo, Alima, Igloo, five. Eli five? Ella five? Oh, wow, I don't know. Everybody lives in five. Everybody loves important fives. Imaginary fives. Love Igloo Five. Elvis lives in five. Oh, good guessing. But wrong. This word means. Explain like I'm five. Uh, so evidently uh, somebody's using too many big words and you don't understand. No, 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 no. People are, are using Jill's weird word list, so speak like we don't know. Right. <laughs> Most of them just put IDK. I don't know. Yeah. IDK. I don't care. IDC. Well, IDK doesn't mean I don't care, unless you can't spell care. <laughs> well, that's I, I don't know, but that's I don't ID. know, yeah. Care. Okay, our next one is a little bit longer. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and dirty. Uh oh. It's P E B K A C. Pebcac. Yep. <laughs> Pebcac. It says the office IT support group should know these letters, so. Pebbles had a cat on the Flintstones. Everybody brags, causing aromatic creations. I don't know. Pass everyone downstairs. What's the rest of it? The last part was K A C. Right. P E B K A C. I don't know. You're going to have this. Just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Hello, what do you call these? What did you say? SMS? This one means problem exists between keyboard and chair. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's the feedback loop. With... Yeah. It's in, in the, the user feedback loop, is what I would call that. Okay, our next one is I, I wanna roll with the gangsters. They're so far they all think I'm too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. I am I Oh wait a minute. What the heck? There was five letters and I just heard three. What is it? Hold on. She has to read it again. I C Y M I I-B-Y-M-I. I see. 
Charlie. Oh, I see why. Why? I see. I see you. Um, I... Ignorant moron. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you after the why? I. I am. Is it? Um, I see your instant message. Oh, could be. We're close. Uh oh. Hmm. You oh. lost it again. No, there First in my class there at MIT. Got skills, I'm a champion at D and D. MC Escher, that's my favorite MC. Keep your forty out, just have an Earl Grey tea. There it is. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. Oh. Yeah, we did. <laughs> in case. Okay, we missed it. So what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see our next one. My MySpace page is all totally pimped out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces. I I R C. I I R C. Yes. Roman numeral two R C <laughs> remote control. <laughs> wow, I I R C. Wow. Remote control. I'm sticking with that. They want two Royal Crown sodas. Oh, well, that, that might work. URC. Well, D2. <laughs> this one here means I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're going to stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. If I recall correctly. Oh. Uh. You, yeah, I guess he would have to. Things have, I've never used, so. I don't know where you get these dictionaries. I just got it in an email. Well, hey, I know at, at some point, like back in the early 2000s, somebody actually put the entire Bible in SMS language. Huh. Uh, wow. That is like a lot of work. <laughs> got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces. Right. The next one is I M H O. In my humble opinion. Oh, you got that one. Yeah, I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I've never heard of any of these. Let's see. Killer rap, I haven't run. At Pascal, well, I'm number one. Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. A. F A I K A S A I A As soon as I oh, F able. like Foxtrot. Huh? F Foxtrot. Oh F. As soon as I'm able. <laughs> uh A F. A freaking answer escapes me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. America's funniest ignorant couples. Alpha hotels. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha hotels is a military term. You say this on the radio. One is American Idol starts this Sunday. Happy Days is my favorite theme song I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon This one is As Far As I Know Uh, okay 
We got Next. it. TLDR. I say you see me roll on my segue. I know in my heart they think I'm wide and dirty. TLDR. Oh, that sounds familiar. With a semicolon. DR. What's that? T L semicolon D R. T L semicolon D R. Wow. What would the semicolon be there for? I don't know why they put that there because it it doesn't mean anything. I'll let you know that. Well, if you use the the old emoticons, a semicolon and then a D is like you're winking with a big smile on your face. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, because it, if it's a capital D, it's like a big smile on your face and you're winking. Oh, if it'll be a colon and a D, that. you're you're just got you know, a normal you know eyeballs with a big smile. Means you're going to get a colonoscopy. Oh, okay. too late um, for something. I don't know. Well, this one means you're just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Too long, didn't read. Too what? That's why I said I don't know why the semicolon was there. Too long. Whatever you said was too long, so they didn't read it. Oh, oh, so yeah, the, the whatever you got the email was too long, didn't read. I don't know. The semicolon might just be a typo, or it might just be like there for pause. It's too long, <laughs> didn't read it. Right. Another one is. I like to roll with the gangsters, although it's apparent I'm too wide and nerdy. F T F R oh F T F Y. Foxtrot, uh, yes. Tango, lots of F's. F T F Y. F T F Y. Um, for this, um, fart you. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there should be a couple more letters in front of this, I think, but this uh, is how it was put in the message. Uh, fairy tale. Thank you. <laughs> this one here means I'm just too white and nerdy. I think I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I get so white and nerdy. Fix that for you. Oh, fix it should that have an for... LM in front of it. Let me fix that for you. Or it could be I... I, I fix that for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh. I've been browsing, inspecting X Men comics. You know I collect them. The pins in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on spreadable media. I edit Wikipedia. TFW. TFW. Um. Thanks for you. W. Both of you, maybe. How about that? Thanks for work. <laughs> TFW? Yes. Tango Foxtrot Whiskey. TFW. Thanks for wiping. <laughs> <laughs> your, your baby says to you. You have the TF right, but the W could be so many Thanks things. for wiping my butt, mommy. Put my diaper back on now. But the last one I'll give to you, it's... I memorize Holy Grail really well. I can recite it right now. And have you R-O-T-F-L-O-L. Thanks for the weekend. Oh. Kind of like, like T we used to do... T-G-I-F. T-G-I-F, yeah. Weekend. 
Yeah, sure yeah. happy it's Thursday. Oh, S-H-I-T, yes. But that's all my quick acronym, whatever yeah, you call thankfully. them. Because I'm white and nerdy, just because I'm white and nerdy, all because I'm white and nerdy, holy cow, I'm white and nerdy. I want to bowl with the gangsters, but oh well, it's obvious I'm white and nerdy. I think I'm just too white and nerdy, I think I'm just too white and nerdy. Yeah, I, I knew I would get almost none of them right, and we did, and we and we didn't disappoint. <laughs> you got one perfect, and then that last one you had uh, two thirds right. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, meatloaf. Call me back when you're sober. Attention, attention! Calling all local agencies nationwide. This is a coded broadcast. I'm your host, Keith. And the Retro Radio Podcast delivers classic old-time radio shows. Family-friendly entertainment. Say, I wonder where Andy could be. He must have left his room here kind of early. Uh, yes, he did, Henry. Uh, I guess he's over at Madam Queen's. You know, he's been doing some work over there all week trying to get in Goodwood again after that mess. Oh, yes. Oh, by the way, uh, ain't that his famous diary on the dresser there? Well, oh yeah, yeah, that is his diary. Yeah. Uh, what do you say we take a peek in it? Can't do no harm. Yeah, sure. Let's see what his reactions has been to the whole thing. Yeah, let's see. Uh, hmm. Listen to this. April 12th. Dear diary. Well, the trial is over. That picture made Stella admit that she knowed me, and that's what done it. They made the chauffeur confess... And he's going to get plenty. The whole thing convinced me that Madam Queen is the only gal for me. Here's another one. April 13th. Dear Diary, I show crazy about Madam Queen. Wasn't I a silly boy? Yes. Go on reading, Kingfish. Go ahead. Uh, say here, April 14th. Dear Diary, now you're going to hear something. I just met Annabella. This is the best gal yet. Presented by the Retro Radio Podcast, retro-otr.com. But the question is, will we contact them first, or will they contact us? So now we're going to move on to Terry's Top Ten. Top Ten. Top Ten. Um, I need a number between one and four. Spin the wheel. Ten weird fashion trends from history. Number ten. Uh, Disposable dresses. Oh, wow. Like like pa- those paper dresses you put on to paper dolls. Yeah. Don't wear them in the rain. <laughs> the night, there's a fashion trend in the 1960s. It lasted for like 1960 and a half. It, it lasted till somebody sweated too much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they were as invented by 
the paper towel brand Scott and Kleenex. <laughs> Tell any Kleenex don't wear them in the rain. <laughs> so didn't go over really. Look at my new Kleenex swimming suit, guys. <laughs> you always had a Kleenex and paper towel handy, you yeah. And they like you like you would imagine it get wet, soak something up, or something's wet and squishy or sweaty and they just fall apart. They're just no wearing them out in public. <laughs> hey, wasn't it Bounty though that was supposed to be the best quicker picker upper? I, I, I guess if they if they didn't fall apart, I mean just disposable clothes never do laundry again, right? Wear them once, don't they, Well, I mean they get your show shortly after that. They count their disposable diapers. So. Skid mark in the Andes, throw them away. Yep. <laughs> um, number nine. Macaronis. Huh? Macaronis was a fashion trend. Um, you talking about wearing noodles for clothes? <laughs> That's almost as bad. There was a style worn by upper class gentlemen, Englishmen. What oh, the macaroni 1800s. on? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> well, that's just what it was called, but they were. Uh, a feather. Stuck a feather in his hat and called it macaroni. Uh-huh. Right. They had bright colors and frilly, loose, puffy ship sleeves on their shirt. Uh, like that, they it, put a feather in his cap, called it macaroni. Yeah. And yeah, I, I know the macaroni in that case was like it, it was somebody's name who had a reputation as being very stylish and flamboyant or whatever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> or they were like big and tall men, and they wore it like the straight macaroni, you know, instead of the elbow macaroni. <laughs> yeah. They, they use the straight macaroni for suspenders <laughs> or a belt. Yeah. The macaronis were often the receiving end of people's jokes from the media. They had weird hairstyles. And that's about it all there was to the 1800s. Another fashion trend, number eight, crack house. <laughs> A crack house means something different now, <laughs> but <laughs> crack house was a fashion statement. Uh, it was a type of shoe. Oh, in, in the 14 and 1500s. Oh, the toe came to a point. Oh, um, the pointy toe shoe. Sometimes they would go out 12 inches in a pointed toe. Did they curl up like little elves? Put some bells <laughs> on. Guess. Good for killing cockroaches in the corner and stuff or something. I guess. Yeah. Wow. Doing the other thing that somebody said, I'm going to put my foot up your... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, number seven. Mercury hats. <laughs> Uh, a what hat? Mercury? Mercury? Mercury hats. Like uh, Quicksilver on your head? Yeah. Like t- taking your th- temperature, Mercury? <laughs> kind of poisonous, 18th, ain't it? Yeah. During the 18th, 19th century, hats were the fashion in Europe. 
They were made out of felt, but they were coated with mercury. Oh, wow. And therefore, people who would make them and work with them would suffer from mad hatter's disease. Yeah. Huh. The exposure to the mercury. <laughs> this won't hurt you. Come on. You know, get that wow. Hoskins lymphoma. <laughs> it's good for you. Don't worry. Um, it, uh, symptoms included uh, tremors, memory loss, extreme mood swings, uh, memory loss, psychosis, <laughs> cardiac arrest, and early death and some and memory loss and memory loss <laughs> did you say memory loss <laughs> people wearing the hats were okay it's just the people who made them and was working with the mercury once the mercury was in the hat it was okay well it's still oh no I, I would be skeptical about that but in the early 1800s they did some crazy stuff with mercury number six Oh, black teeth. I did this in another thing, but... Black uh, teeth. Having blackened teeth was the end thing in in England. Huh. <laughs> they would yes. find a side of wealth and class to have blackened teeth. I don't know why you're eating all this sugar and blacking in your teeth. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you, know. you eat those black jelly beans and you get that gunky stuff <laughs> on your tooth and black it right out. Oh, it's because they thought it was cool that people didn't have any teeth. You look at them and they look like they had a black <laughs> hole. So they wanted to be like them. They well, it's like the, teeth. The, the poor people couldn't afford sugar. And so the English people would eat a lot of sugars and candies and black get blackened teeth. And look at my cavities. They were, yeah. they were the dumb ones. The poor people were the smart ones. In that look case. at my rotten teeth <laughs> for all that sugar. Yeah. 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 I want to make sure that number five, yeah. Uh, bombasting. Bombasting. Uh, in the 16th century, Queen Elizabeth number one. Uh, so, yeah, Queen Elizabeth the first, and there was bombastic was the style. It it was whenever they started putting padding in the clothes to make it look more fluffier, like padded bra, shoulder, shoulder pads, padded bustle, <laughs> padded sleeves, and pad, yeah, padded chest, padded padded butt. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, I, I guess like those big poofy you know, things at the shoulders of. Girls would wear sometimes, I guess. Uh, they would use materials such as wool or horse hair to to pad out your dress or suit or coat or something. Yeah. Right. And number four, Alexandra Alexandra Limp. Alexandra Limp. Yeah, Alexandria of Denmark married 
Edward of England in 1863. And anything and everything that she did, the people would, uh, what's the word, imitate her. Uh -huh. And she was a fashion trendsetter. Copied by the citizens from fashion to hairstyles to the time she fell in 1867 and developed a limp. And so everybody thought. You know, that she was just walking like that, so everybody started walking. It's so like cool that. to limp. <laughs> Look what she's doing now. Oh, she's got the limp. 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 Wow. <laughs> and the late 1800s, huh. you say, huh? Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with running out of Viagra. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> it, it was just a cool thing to, to walk with a gimpy foot. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, Number three. Insect jewelry. Ooh. Look at my leg. It's made up by the ladybugs. <laughs> Butterflies. <laughs> oh, you have a wasp on your ear. Let me smack it. Oh, it's my earring. <laughs> it wasn't... You know, fashion to look like insects. It wasn't really like insects made into jewelry. Let me take this bug and dip it in gold. Like a charm bracelet with like little insects all over it. House flies and scorpions and stuff. And make like any kind of jewelry, like I said, earrings, necklaces, brooches. It's just so cute as a bug. Yeah. Cute as a bug. Oh, and they did the Beatles too. John Paul Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hold your head with those buck bracelets on. It started Before in the, the Beatles were cool. <laughs> in the Victorian era, it started, and it's still around to this day. Uh, let's see, number two. Is Blyett, B L I U T, Blyett. And sometime during this 12th century, rich people decided that their hands were weird looking. So they decided to make extra long sleeves on their shirts huh. called Blyetts. The sleeves would come down over your fingertips. Oh, wow. <laughs> your shirt is just so long that covers your hand, basically. Well, it, it says it came down over your hands. You, know, you could roll it up, but you could you could also tie it around your waist as a belt. And I'd take a huh. straight jacket. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Loop one yeah, I, 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 I mean, I can't imagine uh, just extra long sleeves, but why would you want to tie them into a belt? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, hey, how do I get my hands out of here? It's like, anyway, uh, number one. The arsenic period. Arsenic. I did that one on some other things, fashion trend, but that's when they use arsenic in the clothing. Uh, 
Victorian air and dresses. Well, between the arsenic and mercury. Wallpapers. You have a fashion to die for. (laughs) Gave off a vibrant green color. The arsenic, you know, and it can cause all sorts of health issues and death. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I mean, they, you know, you get... They don't put that arsenic much in, that I know of anymore these days, except for treated lumber, you know. Huh. So, yeah, I'm sure you could find it in different things for different uses, but wow, clothes yeah. with arsenic and mercury made out of paper <laughs> and bugs. Oh, wow! Fashion trends. Woo-hoo. Good thing we don't have any fashion trends like that anymore. Just people with droopy drawers to underwear hanging out, whale tails hanging out the back, people in spandex going visiting Walmart, <laughs> wearing yoga pants everywhere, pajamas everywhere. Yep. Well, we do I have suppose. that. Huh? We do have that. I had yeah. a call earlier for but, the VA. But at least spandex and whale tails aren't deadly like mercury and arsenic <laughs> are. Well, that's true. Ah, well. If we can... Ross, just a minute. I thought I heard someone move around the next room. It's all right, Mike. There's someone here. Oh, shut up! Be on our topic. Yeah, anchor topic is what we have next. And this is week four living skills, household stuff. And I actually have something that probably won't be very long. We can talk about it. Take it away. Living skills is, you know, taking care of yourself, living comfortably around your house. And, um, I have been looking into for a while because uh, I know, like, for example, through the VA, uh, part of what they can do is they can issue you a electric shaver as a prosthetic, as a blind person, because they're essentially afraid you're going to cut yourself shaving. So they, they go out of their way to issue you this electric shaver. But I got thinking and I asked our vest, can they get me an electric toothbrush? I thought, uh, never had one. That'd be pretty cool. Well, long story is no, they don't issue oh. those, but they don't really cost all that much. And oh, sometime in the last year, my wife had got just a little cheap one. I don't know what it costs. I'm sure five or ten bucks. And I used it for a while until the battery died. I'm like, oh. And I asked my wife to replace the battery. And she she's like, oh, how 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 to put it in? I'm like, I mean to just use it till it dies and throw it away, huh? <laughs> So uh, while it was dead, I thought, I'm going to just go on Amazon and order me a uh, electric toothbrush. And I found one called a Philips Sonic toothbrush. And it has, it's rechargeable. So you don't have to worry about the battery. You just plug it in. There's like a little stand. You just stand it up on and a little stand recharges it. So far, I haven't had to recharge it, so it lasted me. I, uh, I got it for myself oh, 
right around Christmas time or so, maybe the week before or after, I don't remember. And I'm still on the first charge on it, so it's got a nice long battery life out of it. And uh, some of the handy things about that is <laughs> because it's automatic, it just you know, automatically vibrates back and forth. You don't have to worry about scrubbing your teeth. And so you just kind of lightly touch the brush head on your teeth as you move it back and forth. It does uh, the scrubbing part for you. And uh, another neat thing about it is it's automatic. It will automatically turn itself off, I think, after two minutes because they figure two minutes is the ideal brushing time. You don't need to brush for longer than that. Does and it so, have replaceable heads? Yeah, you have to buy them separate. They're like... Okay. So I you think, wouldn't want to use the same one for the rest of your life. You'd want to replace it. No, it's like so 10 often. or 12 bucks and to get three of them. One for uh, him and one for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me borrow the handle there, honey. Oh, I'm still using it. Uh, I actually got got one just like it for my wife or for my older you can, son. You can so, you can turn it on. You can turn it on and turn on some music at the same time and just hold it there and just bob your head up and down and back and forth. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's automatic. It turns itself off after two minutes. So while you're using it, you know you're just kind of gliding the brush back and forth across like your lower teeth. Uh, all the way left to right, and you get like the insides of your teeth. But it reaches a point where it goes, bump, and it gives like a little bump and and the uh, vibrating. What that's trying to tell you is move on to the other teeth. And so at that point, you you know you know maybe finish your lap up and down your teeth, and you go to your top teeth and repeat it, and then it goes bump, and then you have about five or ten seconds to shut off. So it gives you a little warning you know, to switch from you know top to bottom, and then it gives you a little warning it's about ready to shut off. And what I've noticed is uh, it, it does a really excellent job. Um, but if you just do the the automatic vibrating part, and and you just stop there, rinse out your mouth, it doesn't really leave your teeth feeling very clean. They still feel kind of rough. Now I think what it is is. They, they deep clean your teeth and they get all the gunky stuff loosened up. But what I found is once it, it turns off, I just rinse out the brush and I just kind of wipe the bristles over my teeth with, you know, water. And I do that until I get you know, all the way across the lower and upper teeth. And then uh, you're just kind of wiping off all the extra residue from the toothpaste and from the gunky stuff that gets off of your teeth and then your teeth will feel really clean mm. uh, and so it's there's this little tip i have with that it'll help maybe you blind people and sighted people who maybe never used it the toothbrush or never thought about it much <laughs> um My and God. then the other thing is uh, of note is once you start brushing your teeth and a little head is back and forth uh you want to Keep brushing your teeth. Don't, don't stop and spit. Just keep brushing your teeth all the way through until the toothbrush shuts itself off. Uh, then you go ahead and you know spit all the, the liquefied toothpaste out and rinse and everything. Because if you pull it out while it's still vibrating, if you ever worked in the kitchen with a, a mixer, you're making <laughs> a cake batter and you pull the mixer out while it's still running, you will spatter everything all around you. <laughs> and so if you pull that toothbrush out of your mouth 
when you're not done yet, you will spatter your shirt and the mirror and everything around you. So it's a wise idea, unless you want to change clothes after you brush your teeth, <laughs> to uh, not stop and spit or take it out of your mouth until the, the automatic shut off. Now, you can shut it off yourself if you need to do that. You just hit the button, and it kind of locks in place. You hit the button again, it'll unlock or whatever. Uh, but anyway, just a, a handy device. Uh, and the one I got, the Sonic uh, Philips Sonic model, I think it ran about thirty-five or so dollars on oh, Amazon. Nice. So it's not particularly, you know, dirt cheap, but it's affordable. And like I said, it costs about ten or twelve bucks, and you get three replacement heads. So. And they say, you know, Dennis wants you to change that replacement head about about every six months or so. So you got a year and a half worth of uh, extras. When you one do that. For my wife. And uh, she doesn't listen to this, but she doesn't know that I use it to clean the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> she, had, she takes my Norelco electric shaver and Shaves some pretty weird places with it. Her underarms. And shaves her pits. Shaves her legs. It's like, that's my razor. Well, you're using my toothbrush. I go, no, I don't. I put my teeth in that cup of water. <laughs> I put mine in water. I try to brush mine. Yeah, you don't brush your dentures, do you? <laughs> no. Um. No, because, well, dentures, I think you could. But typically, people will just put them in a cup of water that has, like, a, a cleaning Effordent, cabinet. Effordent, yeah. Uh, Effordent is like Alka-Seltzer. It bubbles and it helps clean your teeth with a yeah. bubbly effect. I had, anyway. I had, there's a funny story. You know, they, and when I go to the hospital, they give you this little thing, like the little butter container with the, the how the lid snaps on really good, you know, huh? like a little size uh, butter container margarine and, you put your teeth in there and you put one of them tablets in there and you snap the lid on tight. After about a few minutes, that lid will pop off. Boom! Because you're not supposed oh. to put them in clothes because it does build up pressure, you know, because it does actually, you know, work like Alka-Seltzer, you know, it bubbles and releases gases or, you know, whatever, and it, it'll pop the oh. lid off. And so oh. These are things I would have never thought of, not having false teeth. The, the denture cups that I usually use have a, the, the lid doesn't snap on. It just, oh. you know, it's just a loose. It just keeps the dirt and stuff. That'd be weird too, though. You walk in the bathroom and the <laughs> lid's rattling. There's a monster in there with your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> they kept doing that at Heinz whenever I was up there before, and I was trying to figure out. And I, I, every time I'd go in in the morning, I go into the bathroom and the lid would be laying in the sink, and I'm like, "Well, what happened here?" <laughs> you know, it's like. And then I finally heard it pop one day, so and everything's so I all the bubbles pressured it open. Can they hear what we're saying? Mm, if they were listening they might. Cedric, would you inform Mr. Peabody that I'm busy and ain't got time to talk to referee? Well, we uh, have an email. If we want to move on along and read it. Yeah. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? It's uh, from somebody who uh, claims apparently to be a veteran, but I don't believe it. And I'll tell you why as I read your email. Uh, it says, uh, 
a Marine and a soldier were driving along a curvy mountain road. Nothing wrong with that. The soldier hits a patch of sand, swerves, and hits the Marine's truck. They both exit the road. Uh, cars are damaged, but there's no injuries. Now, the rival between Army and Navy is well known. And the following uh, events happen as follows. Right Now, right there is telling me that somebody clearly does not uh, understand uh, Army and Marines and Navy. Uh, or if they, or if this person was in the military, they're clearly in the army because they sure weren't the marine in the story. Because you don't tell a marine that they're in the navy, or you might be cruising for a bruising. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this was why I, I say I, I think it might be fake. Uh, suddenly, we, uh, the marine says, "Hey, buddy." Uh, this is this accident. Let's put our this rivalry between our services behind us. And the soldier agreed it was a good idea. So the Marine offers, why don't we celebrate our new friendship over it by a bottle of vodka or with a bottle of vodka? I have some in the truck. The soldier thought it was an excellent idea. And so the Marine, being the gentleman that he was, offered the soldier the first drink as much as you want, he tells him. Soon half the bottle is gone, and the soldier offers the bottle back to the rain and says, thanks. Now, uh, here, here you go. And the rain says, no, that's okay. I'll wait till after the cops get here. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Smart Marine, dumb soldier. <laughs> Now, if they would have said a, a sailor and a Marine and talking about rivalry, oh, yeah, there's rivalry there. Uh, but not between Marines and soldiers, eh, not so much. But anyway, funny story. <laughs> Show us how. I don't know. There's some rivalry between you and Terry. Brotherly rivalry. <laughs> well, there, there's going to be a certain degree of inter-service rivalry, no matter what branch you're in. But the, the Marines and the Navy have a special uh, love-hate relationship that goes beyond the uh, rivalry between Marines and Army or Marines and Air Force. <laughs> I have one a funny thing I saw on Facebook, if I could read it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, boy. Um, it says, uh, I, 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 uh, it says, Called Walmart yesterday to get my W-2. And so they gave me a 1-800 number. I called, and after giving the lady all my info, she couldn't find me. She asked what my employee number was. I said, I don't have a clue. She asked who my supervisor was, and I said, I wasn't sure. She said, what department are you in? He said, I'm in the self-checkout cashier. And she said, man. And and then she hung up. Such unprofessionalism from the corporate office. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if they're going to make you check out, uh, they might as well pay you for that. Huh? <laughs> now, wait a minute. Close your eyes. 
surprise. Why? I want this to be a surprise. Let me take your hand. Uh, no tricks now. Mm. All right. Open them. Come on. Let's take a look, sailor. Yeah, some people. So, well, anywho, it would be time to scooch on along to some final thoughts. Um, due to the holiday today. Roses are edible. Violets are too. Here's some chocolates. They're easier to choose. <laughs> yeah, easier to chew than flowers, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, my idea of a Super Bowl is a toilet that can clean itself. <laughs> yeah, a power flush toilet bowl sucks it all down <laughs> and it cleans itself. That'd be pretty cool. Yep. Um, I just got out of the hospital. I was in a speed reading contest and I hit a bookmark. Oh. <laughs> that's that's actually for a Stephen Wright uh, joke. If you know who Stephen Wright is. Yeah. He talks in a monotone voice like Eeyore. Um, roses are white. Violets are purple. I love you so much. I want to the Arctic Circle. And, and go swimming. And swim, yeah. Wow. In your bikini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like you, but I wouldn't plug your life support to make a pot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Humanity is lovely. It's people who ruin things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Roses are red. Violets are blue. My love for you is like lasers. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> All right. Huh. I'm at a place <laughs> in my life. Where running errands is like going out. That's all. Oh, oh yeah. That's what I call going out when I'm out running errands. Okay. What do you call a cow that has just had a baby? Decaffeinated. Decaffeinated, yeah. Bad joke. Roses are red. Violets are blue. They're not really purple. Did you know that too? <laughs> what was that last line? Did you know that too? Oh, well, I guess that, not. <laughs> they drug that out. Woo, I was like, goodness gracious. <laughs> well, a day without coffee is like, just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
tech tip. The internet connection at my brother's farm is really sketchy. So he moved the modem to the barn. Now he finally has stable Wi-Fi. <laughs> Roses smell wonderful. Violets do too. But a batch of tofu smells like an old shoe. <laughs> Fortunately, I've never had very much tofu. I'll take your word for it. Right. Do you know what the geometry teacher cried when her parent escaped out the window? Polygon. <laughs> Well, my friend told me a little poem. God is good. God is fair. Some he gave brains. The rest he gave hair. <laughs> my love has ended. I the end know. of your love has finally been reached, huh? <laughs> I have no more. I have no more either. <laughs> All right. Well, it's like a good place to stop then. Come along, folks, and gather around. How do you like it? Well, confidentially, Junior. McGee, it does not. So, hey, this is the final ending part of the show where we close it all out, wrap it all up. Say, this is your host, Keith, signing off saying thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. That's how we really do grow our audience the most. But, hey, if you happen to be on your favorite podcatcher app or on a directory like iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Tell others what you think about us. Give us a five-star rating. We hope. <laughs> If you happen to stop by our webpage, that sounds Leave us a comment. You can click on the uh, contact link and send us an email. Tell us your funny life story. Tell us a, a funny joke. Hope it's funny. Uh, and ask us a question about blindness or some of the adaptive things that blind people do. And hey, with all that said, we will see you next week. Thanks. Where you can tune in and hear Jill Terry say. I was eating popcorn. Dun dun dun! For all the listeners who tuned in. For all those playing the Terry food game. Uh, wait till next week. You'll hear what I was eating today. <laughs> I put a hint out there earlier in the show. <laughs> Go back and listen to it again. Huh. Download it on another device. <laughs> well, we will see you all next week. That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny dot com. That sounds funny. <laughs>